clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meet scripture. Listen, I am so excited. I have an amazing show today for you guys. And a large part of today's show is going to be my who's on the call segment, where I'm going to be sharing a phone conversation that I recently had with my good friend, Jermaine James, a.k.a. J. Will, a.k.a. J. Will Music, where we're conversing about social media. And I ask him the question, are we addicted to social media? And we begin to discuss how social media has affected us as a culture and how it has affected us as believers. So you most definitely want to catch this entire conversation. But I also want to make sure you guys check out Jay Will's new podcast, Inspire God's People. If you rock with the Path of Revelation show, you'll most definitely enjoy his podcast. But listen, before we hop into the featured song for this episode, I have to share this story with you guys that happened to me. Uh, the other day. So the other day I was sitting at the kitchen table eating my food. You know, I had just picked my boys up from school. And um, usually on when I, I usually usually when I pick up my boys from school, my wife Erica is still at work. And so I have to make sure they they're fed and, you know, make sure the baby's diaper is changed and all of that good stuff. And so I finally got time to sit down and eat after I made sure that they were fed. And so while I was sitting at the kitchen table, I noticed by my foot was on the floor was a popcorn, a popcorn kernel, um, a popped popcorn kernel. And so instead of picking it up and taking it right to the trash immediately because I was tired and I was in the middle of eating my dinner, I just put it on the table and said, hey, once I'm done eating, I will throw it in the trash. But while I was eating my food, my oldest son, Andrew, who is five years old, he walks in and, you know, he sees the popcorn kernel on the table. (laughs) And I could see in his eyes that he wanted the popcorn kernel. You know, because my family, we love popcorn. That's like one of our favorite snacks. And so I can see it in his eyes that he wanted that popcorn kernel. And before he can even ask for it, I looked at him and I said, hey, son, I'm going to throw this in the trash. Don't eat it because it was on the floor. So I let him know like, hey, I just picked this up off the floor. And I put it on the table, but I'm planning to throw it away for whatever reason. I don't think he heard all of the instructions and everything that I told him. And when I turned to eat my plate and I turned back towards him just that fast, he had put the popcorn kernel in his mouth and he was chewing it. And I, I, I raised my voice at him like, didn't I say not to eat it? And I told him to spit it out of his mouth. And I was like, I told you not to eat it because it was on the floor. And he responded in his little five-year-old voice and said, no, it wasn't. It was on the table. (laughs) And right as I got upset and was ready to discipline him because he had clearly disobeyed me, the spirit of the Lord convicted me and said, hey, you guys do this to me all the time. And in that moment, I was like, wow, like I was so convicted because I began to think about how God, the Holy Spirit, often leads, he leads and guides us into all truth. He convicts the world of his sin and he, he protects us, he comforts us. And, and I begin to think about times in my life where the Lord was striving to protect me and lead me away from things that can harm me in danger, but because in my flesh, I wanted what I wanted. I disobeyed the leading of the Holy Spirit and it didn't turn out well for me. 
because I was depending on what I thought and what I saw, not knowing that the Holy Spirit insight supersedes my insight, that the Holy Spirit's insight and knowledge and wisdom supersedes our wisdom and our knowledge. And so just like my son in his thinking, he was thinking the pop the popcorn kernel was on the table. It wasn't on the floor. It wasn't on the floor, it was on the table. But because he didn't take heed to my instruction, and if he would have taken heed to my un- instruction, he would have understood that minutes before or seconds before he saw the popcorn kernel on the table, which is clean, it was just on the floor, which is dirty. And so now that piece of popcorn was contaminated, but in his fleshly desires, and I know he's just a five-year-old, but I'm just using this analogy to show us how how we do God sometimes. But in his willful fleshly desire because he wanted what he wanted he took something that was dirty and and tried to deem it as clean even though the authoritative figure his father told him it was dirty and that it was no good for him and man this is how we do God a lot of times you know we look at certain relationships in our lives where where God is like leave that person alone that person isn't good for you. And we try to convince God that, hey, this person isn't as bad as you are saying they are. Or this person can be cleaned or this person can be saved. And all while the Holy Spirit is tugging on our hearts and like, no, you need to leave them alone because they're going to pull you down with them. Or you need to leave those friends alone. And I and you know what? I've been there. I've been I've had relationships and things when I was single people that I know the Holy Spirit did not want me to be yoked together with. But because I wanted what I wanted. I ended up eating or taking in the thing that was unclean all because I disobeyed the Holy Spirit. And so I begin to think about my son and and I, I promise you, I was about to I was about to uh, discipline him, you know, because I've been really stressing the importance of listening with him. But in that particular moment, you know, the Holy Spirit just really caught me and said, hey, this is what you guys do to me. And so what I would encourage you to do, listener is to submit to God, submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, the the thing about God is he is all knowing. He is the Alpha and Omega. And so his his direction is often for our protection. His direction is often for us to put us in a place of purpose and destiny and where he's called us to be and what he has created us for. And sometimes we don't understand because we want things so bad that when we pursue those things, it can literally alter and and derail our life and our purpose. You know, there's some decisions that I've seen people make that they weren't able to make it back from. You know, I was I was speaking with a group of young men last night at my church, a, a group of teenagers, teenage young men. And I told them, man, get God right now. I was like, because not everyone who strives to do things their way, make it back to God. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to think that we have time. Oh, oh, I'm going to try things my way. And once I get to try things my way, then I'll come back to God. But I've seen people who didn't make it back. I've seen people who are, who have died in their sin, who have died in their rebellion. And I'm not saying this to necessarily scare you, but I'm just speaking facts right now. And so we as Christians, we have to make sure that we are yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit because he knows best for us. He knows best for us.
Then I begin to thank God for the prayers he didn't answer. The things that I was asking him for that were no good for me or the things that I were was chasing or the person or the relationships that I was chasing that was no good for me. Because it's because as time went on, I saw what that would have become. The Bible talks about letting patience have her perfect work. Man, there are certain things that if God allowed you to get a hold of would mess up your entire life or would detour you in a, in a totally different way. And then I begin to think about certain relationships that I really wanted. Oh, man, that girl is fine. I really want her like. And then I begin to look at my life now and the beautiful wife that I have and the beautiful kids I have. And I'm like, God, if you would have let that happen, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have two beautiful, healthy boys if you would have let that happen. Man, this stuff is this. This is so important. And sometimes you'll be forced to live with the consequences of your sin even after you repent. And I know we don't like to really talk like that. Yeah, it's under the blood. But you may have that baby mama that's not under the blood that you have to deal with for the rest of your life now. You're a believer in Christ. God has made you a new creature, but you're attached to someone who's not a new creature, who doesn't have a renewed mind. There are certain decisions that will bring consequences that even after we turn back to God, we will have to live with. And so we have to make the right decisions while we're living. And I just thank God for his his grace and mercy, because there's so many situations that God has spared me from. And I know I'm sure you can testify to that as well. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. It's the song. It's the title of this song is called So Bad. It's by my brother, J. Will Music, and it's featuring his sister, Dominique James. Um, and she actually just got married. I'm not sure of her new last name. Sorry about that. But this is the featured song. <laughs> Because I know who I'm meant to be Doesn't mean that I wasn't struggling finna quit I went from fave to fave to fave to fave Then back again And now I'm back again Just trying to get my faith back God is making me wait, I want it ASAP Tell me, is it a test so I can ace that? I've been studying the word, showing myself approved, diligent in my walk. I don't know what to do, everything that I got. I don't know, but it's got to be something holding me back. You don't think that I'm ready? Man, I hope that I'm ready. This burden is getting heavy. I think that it's really time for me to let it go. Gone. Tell me if I need to slow down. If I do, I need to know now. I can't stop once I get going. I've been going for a while. Cause you know I want it. So So 
Nothing's automatic just because you want it bad Gotta find a way to live with that and still be happy With these blessings all around me, how can I be mad? Disappointed, yeah, but that's a part of life But I still got my fam, still got my wife I'm still learning what it means to have the heart of Christ My faith is biggie, smalls, I want it bad, boy No more indecisions, I'm in this to win it From the start to the finish, I'm a tree that's planted by the river Chosen to be different, I accept the mission Won't nobody listen, I'ma spit it, spit it till they get it, get it And if I never drop another album, taking notes from Insta and switching up the algorithm. See, average people may ignore me, but I'ma still share my story. Follow. Tell me if I need to slow down. If I do, I need to know now. I can't stop once I get going. I've been going for a while. Cause you know I want it. Have you ever wanted something? Who's on the call? Who's on the call? Uh, who's on the call? Who's on the call? Who's on the call? Welcome to the new segment, Who's on the Call? Where the purpose of this segment is to stress the importance of having godly friends who will hold you accountable and challenge you. And so, in this segment, I'm gonna play a phone conversation between me and my good friend, Jermaine James, AKA J Will Music. You may be also familiar with his new podcast, Inspire God's People. And so this is a conversation we just had recently dealing with social media and how social media affects us. Let me ask you, so let me ask you this. Do you think that do you think that we are addicted to social media as a as a culture or society? All day long. Like I think I think people underestimate, you know, what addiction really is and how easily it is to become addicted to something. So I definitely yeah. think we are addicted to social media. I think we're addicted to our phones in general and just devices. So that definitely includes social media. Right. It's like, man, I, and, it's, and it's funny, man, something that me and Erica have been practicing. We try to do our best whenever we're out, you know, with just us enjoying each other, like sitting down to eat or something. Like we purposely like, hey, let's put our phones away. Um, yeah. And I've taken that practice to like when I'm spending time with my family or a get together like Christmas or Thanksgiving like I'm oh, like yeah. super conscious about it like I'll pull my phone out and I'll catch myself like because I feel like sometimes you miss you miss certain moments because the that you know it could be addictive like it's second yeah. nature you know you know and it's easy to miss that though like you know I've been on the same thing really since last year that was when I really started paying attention to it for myself you know, and realizing like I'm just like everyone else. Like I'm, I'm struggling with that as well because it's just so easy. You have that access, and it becomes second nature. Sometimes I catch myself picking up my phone, and I'm not even doing nothing. And I'm like, if you're not gonna do nothing, why not just relax? But to your point, Man. you know, especially when I'm having family over and stuff. You know, we always trying to have stuff at the house. And so when people come over, I'm just getting more and more in the habit of like, you know, just putting the phone up and almost not even knowing where it's at, you know, so that I can actually just enjoy people, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So what are you, because uh, that's, that's, that's real. Because, you know, I've been thinking too, like, you know, as, as believers, like there, there are already so many distractions and it's almost like social media just brings those things 
it's like it's almost like social media magnifies those things. So how do you think social media? OK, I'll ask you a two part question um, and I guess I'll probably make it personal to you. Like what happened? Was it one particular thing or a course of things that happened to make make you be like, you know what? I got to chill. I got to take a break on this on, on social media or be conscious of how I use it. Like, was there one particular thing or just a series of things that you noticed? Yeah, to me, everything is always a process. And so just educating myself, both biblically and academically, we're reading about psychology a lot. You know, I study a lot of psychology um, and correlate that to the Bible and stuff like that. And so the more that I was reading and also, you know, studying marketing and branding like, really, it was the reading that pointed it out to me and let me see, like, man, like, they are purposely doing this stuff so that we can be addicted. So the more I started learning about the processes behind the scenes that are put in place to market and brand companies and, you know, advertise on social media and just the way it all comes together, like, at some point, you know, the dominoes just started falling where I just started seeing you know, more and more in my own life after I read, then I'll just pay attention. Like, man, like, yeah, you doing that and they getting you. Yeah. You know? And and what a lot of people, because, you know, a lot of because we we're business, we love talking business, you know, um, what people don't realize, too, with these algorithm changes is conditioning people to be addicted to social media. <laughs> Like, um, and I, and I had to be careful because I remember, you know, just being an artist, uh, promoting, being an independent artist and promoting the path of revelation ministry and brand, you know, everything fell on my back. So I, you know, I'm on social media, sending, uh, making posts, sharing new content all the time. And I had built up my following to such a point where, you know, I would make a post and within 15 minutes or 30 minutes, I got 60 to 70 to 80 likes, you know, and then, you know, two. And so the interactions was great. And then they changed the algorithm. And I went from uh, uh, 60 to 70 likes in 15 to 30 minutes to it's been three hours and I got 40 likes, you know? Yeah. And, and, and and so it's like, man, it, I got to do more. You know, I got to be in people's face. I got to compete for people's attention. And I'm That's speaking more, point. I'm speaking more so from a branding standpoint, but I think this happens from a personal standpoint with people as well. Yeah. Because like, that's a great point. So starting with the branding piece, you know, for me, looking back when I had Bellwether Fashion, mm-hmm. and, you know, I did crazy sales on Bellwether, you know, just especially in the U.S., but, you know, obviously I even had some customers that were overseas and stuff. And one of the things that really kind of stood out for me was once Instagram, you know, included that algorithm because Instagram used to just be live. Remember a few years ago, right. it was just like real time. And so when, when Instagram was real time, my engagement was crazy. I could post a picture of a hat or a shirt and literally just start racking in sales from Cali or Texas or Florida. Those are like three of my main States um, where they support it. And so once they changed that algorithm, what happened for me was I realized how much that killed my business, number one, uh, my online business. Um, but I also realized how it started changing my behavior. To your point, man, I found myself trying to now do things to get more engagement when it was a little more natural at first. And, and as the longer that went on, at some point, again, as I said, with reading and, and learning, I was like, you know what, man? I'm not going to be a slave to the algorithm. Like, I'm not going to let them do that to me because then the algorithm changes. It's right. not just one. You you learn one and then they create a new one. Yeah, and so now you're at the mercy of the algorithm and social media. And really, what we're talking about is being programmed. It's, it's, All day. it's behavior 
modification and getting you to do something um, that you probably wouldn't normally do or or really control control your behavior. And, and I found myself, you know, it's time, you know, and now I want to just kind of talk about how this like affect us personally, because I know for me, I can't speak for you, you know, with that algorithm changes and and the interactions up at the roller coasters of going up and down with interactions, you know, I wasn't praying like I should. I wasn't studying the word like I should because I was so consumed with what's going on social media now, because now I'm on social media, not just seeing what I need to be doing for Path of Revelation, but now I'm on there seeing everything on my timeline, all of the things that people are talking about. And yeah. I look up, I've been in, the, I'm supposed to be asleep at, at this time. It's been two or three hours Man. later and I've been scrolling. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and you know what? Like, and you talk about that personally, and it's funny, it still correlates to business because, you know, we're business people. And so right. that social media for me really was never supposed to be personal. And that's really the crazy thing about it. I still to this day kind of hold the opinion that if at some point I'm no longer, you know, in business and, you know, have, you know, kind of a reason to connect with people in that way, I don't even know that I need it. I really try to stay away from it from a personal standpoint, from the standpoint, like just from what you just said. And then it's like, I, you, it's hard to control who you're connecting with at some point. Like when you first start social yeah. media, it's a couple people that go to your church, a couple people that went to school with you. And then at some point it's like, you got people from all over the world. And right. it's like, look, man, I'm trying to stay focused on my life, my marriage. Like that stuff just opens you up to too much sometimes where it's like, it's easy to get distracted if you just allow yourself to go with the flow of social media. So no, that's a, that's an excellent point, Jay. So, that brings me to the next question I, I want to ask you. Um, do you feel that social media is destroying us? Man, that that's that's such a loaded question, and that's a great question. And I, I want to try to answer that, you know, in a fair way. I think social media has the power that we allow it to have, the power that we give it. Mm. And so... I, I don't I don't want to say it's destroying us on its own, own, but it is assisting us in destroying ourselves. And so yeah, there, are, there are some times where the issue is just you, you know, and, and I genuinely feel like that. Like if I'm on social media and I'm getting distracted by girls, right? Mm -hmm. To me, that's me. Like, that's me. Yeah, that's and Bible, that's too. That, that's Bible, though, too, because it says... Let no man, when he's tempted, say he's tempted of God, but every man is drawn, is, is when he is tempted, he's tempted of his own lust in the time. Oh, lust. Exactly. And so I try to be fair in the sense that can I blame social media if I'm looking at too many chicks? Like, I might be doing that in the grocery store if that's the case. So then right. I have to deal with me so that I'm consistent. But what I will say about social media is that because people are just going with it and they're following each other, people are allowing the influence of social media to destroy us. And what I mean by that is, yes. let's say, you know, me and you went to college together. So let's say if I'm like, man, Gabe just posted him and Erica and they just bought a new car. Yes. Then I would be like, I I should have a new car. And so what happens is I'm allowing this access that I have through social media to start, you know, bringing out other insecurities that are already within me. Right. So it's just assisting us in that way. So in essence, man, this is this is good. man. So in essence, it's like it's almost like social media is a platform for us to glorify our insecurities and mask our, and mask our insecurities as securities. Because that's really that's what that's really what insecurity is. It's 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 an insecurity. Insecurity is false security. 
you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, um, and that's real because I, I always say, man, social media reminds me of high school and college, at least the college we went to. Because right. the, I feel like the college we went to, I feel like the college that we went to felt like a high school. They had a high school vibe. It, it was like it was, small. it was like a grad school version of high school. <laughs> like yeah, all day long. Yeah, I agree. And so, like, I really, I really felt like there was a sense of competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A sense of competition, whereas like, yo, I have to keep have the freshest J's, or I have to have the freshest outfit, and and that's how I see social media. Okay, everybody's posting about their children and their wife, you know, and there's nothing wrong with posting about these things, but it, there's a sense of... Necessarily. Right. And, and this is where it gets tricky, not to cut you off. Where it gets tricky to me is that what's wrong, right or wrong for someone else could be different for me. It's all relative because if if my issue, for instance, is pride, then me posting a selfie can be seen, and it can be wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I can look on the surface and say everyone is dealing with what I'm dealing with. But sometimes the the most simple thing on on social media really can be wrong in reality. Right. No. Yeah. Because 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 now we're t- dealing with the, the the root issue, which is the heart. Um, yeah. And I think that social media, one of the biggest things that stands out to me about social media is everybody's coveting. Everybody's yeah. coveting what everybody what everybody else has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, the people who, and the people who are showing everything they have a lot of times, when we do that, what it's showing is that we want we want people to covet what we have. And so we are a stumbling block. It's it's kind of this weird, you know, like process in this full circle um, essence of like, man, you got one person that's doing the stunting and then you have another person that is affected by the stunting. And, you know, for me, I sit back and ask myself, you know, if 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 I have to post something on social media to, to truly be happy about it then I don't need to post it. Yeah. And so I think it, a lot of it is about, at least for me, what I try to do. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% yeah. in and, this either. And that means you're not truly happy to begin with. That's it. That's exactly it. So I'll ask myself, why am I posting this? Right. Like, what, what am I trying to do? And there have been times that I'm like, no, nah, that don't need to be posted. And, right. and I like, you know, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't, uh, that, there's no point in posting that. Right. Because now you you see dudes taking selfies every other day, or you know, now it's, that's it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's super weird. But it's like, why am I doing what I do? You know what I'm saying? Why do I feel the need to 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 get people's attention and get people's like? Because it's two. It's 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 a two way street. You have the people that are looking at other people's social media pages and like, man, I want what they have. I want their life. I want their spouse. I want their house. I want a family like they have. But the people that are posting stuff to stunt on people, they're not being fulfilled and made whole by the recognition that they're getting. The likes they're not. They're not being satisfied by the likes because our the, our flesh is never satisfied. And, so and it's, it's not real. And it's not like, real. Like, that's the right. thing people don't realize is, like, it's not real because some people only want to post something to get the likes. Like, we're getting to the point where people don't even necessarily want to have real life success. They just want the appearance of success. Right. And, and it's like, man, like, it's almost like how dudes is painting their hair on now. It's like, Jeez. you don't even really want hair. You just want to look like you have hair. Man. And it's weird. Man, you like, you trying to get that hair piece? Nah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm getting day, thin the, up top. <laughs> hey, the, the, day you, the day you see me walking around with, with a glue-on fade, I want you to smack <laughs> it off me. 
<laughs> Go peel back your scalp. <laughs> Smack it right off me, bro. Listen, uh, man, people are listen, but it's that's that's a re, that's real, man. Like it's people are not like as a society, we're not happy, man, because we're looking for fulfillment in everything but Christ. All day. And what what breaks my heart, Jay, in all of this is when I look on social media, I look at how Christians are moving. And and a lot of times there's no distinction between those who are Christians and those who are not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, I see us a lot as Christians. We're allowing social media to shape our worldview and not the Bible. You know, because one minute we'll one minute we'll post a scripture and then the next minute we defending uh, agendas that are literally antichrist or celebrating people like a killer Mike or, or, or television shows that are like, dog, like that show is demonic or this is demonic. This, yeah. And it's just, it's, it, it blows my mind. It's like suicide to me. And that honestly, that's the part that literally brings tears to my eyes because there are believers out here and they're following the world to the point where, you know, these things are in the Bible. So here's what's interesting. You will have someone post a scripture like we are the salt of the earth, right? Yep. And then the next day, they're literally posting like empire or like some superpower, some super worldly show that they're promoting like so we're going beyond the fact that whether you watch it or not that you know whatever but you when you promote something like you're putting your stamp of approval on it but then the day before that you were talking about being a salt of the earth being a leader being a head like this is the part that is crazy to me for believers is like we're so delusional on social media that it's really exposing a lot of our hypocrisy in the church but you know what, Jay? You know what that shows to me, Jay? It's like we, you're 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 100 right. It shows our hypocrisy. It, it shows, but we don't even. And and how I look at it is like now the non-believers on our timeline that they're watching us, and so yeah. now they don't even take us serious. You know, because this is their perception of the church, because we we make sure we post everything. Right. Oh, we post. We post when we in church on Sunday. We post when we we post when we sing and praise and worship or on the dance team. And man, God is good. You know, we get real spiritual on Sunday and then they like, dang, man, this is what it, so, this is what it means to be a Christian. So I could praise God one minute and then celebrate this the next minute like okay christians are a joke you know because you want to be liked by the world and and that's really you know we're talking about how social media has given access to all these things in my mind that's the way i see it is like and everything we're talking about is connecting like all right now as a believer who like, let's say you always wanted to be accepted anyway, because right. that's what we got to realize is like social media has given people access that they never had before in their life. Like you have people who never been popular a day in their life and grew up and social media came out and this became an outlet for them to be popular and be accepted by people. And because they never had that power and they always wanted it. They're living out a teenage dream as an adult. Man. So for some people, it's like it feels great to finally be in the in crowd. Wow! Like this is amazing, you know. So, I, I see this all. I see it all the time too. I see it man. all the time on social media, you know. But that that's the scary part about it too. You know what I'm saying, people? And, and so now we have a, a world within a world, <laughs> social media. Um, and people are, are putting up these facades and, and Christians are falling right in line with it. 
and it and, and it shows that we're controlled because we don't even grieve over biblical stuff unless the whole world is grieving. Like Yeah, it's like the world tells us what to be what mad to about. Even, yeah, like we don't even know what we mad about for real. Yeah. Right. And it's like, can I be mad? Like, should I be mad? Okay, everybody else is mad. But then it's like, oh, I thought you were the salt of the earth. Like right. why you have to wait for the world to tell you how to feel about things if you're the salt. Come you know, on, so it gets confusing as a believer. It's like, you know, which one are we like? Can we can we be consistent with what we're doing? You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's that's the scary part is that we're showcasing that to the world and uh, we're misrepresenting Christianity. Right. And, and and that's that's 100 percent. What I see overall, too, Jay, I see a lot of people trying to supplement real life interactions with social media and have like social media be a replacement for real right. life interactions. And, 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 and it's a problem, too, because one of the things people struggle with in the first place is finding solid relationships, solid friends solid accountability circles and things of that nature. And so now you take people like that and and social media becomes a replacement for real life interaction. And so now people are all over the place, you know, you know, that's a great point. It, you know, it's just a bunch of confusion, man. And so tell me some of the things that, that, okay, for, for the sake of helping people out, because, I've been addicted to social media and I have to be careful even now. You know what I'm saying? You and I always talk about this. Like, man, you know, we have conversations all the time. Like, man, you know, I think I need to pull back and take, take a break, man. Cause it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. But what are some tips that you can give uh, believers, you know, as they approach social media, like what's some things that they should be, doing when they step away from social media because that's another thing everything is an announcement i've seen people say yeah i'm taking a social media break but super what? weird and then they announce when they're back and it's like okay but nothing changed about how you move on social media so how did that break really benefit you so what are some things we can do to benefit our walk as believers when we step away from social media that's a great point. Great question. Um, I, so I think the first thing is, you know, in a way we have to get back to the basics, you know, in, in this human experience in, on this life on earth, when you think about it, people is what makes it so great. Like each other, like God put Adam here and it's like, oh, he need help. Like he needs someone else here with him. Like right. God didn't even see it good for the first person on earth to be lonely and so you know and then think about how scary it would be to be the last person on earth like without human interaction and so what we've what we've essentially done is like we've like you said warped into some realm where social media is primary so i would say to believers first things first is just don't allow it to be your primary human interaction so for me, what that has looked like is, you know, inviting more people over for events. So me and my wife always have people over. We will just any, think of any reason to have people over. You know, I might have somebody over for the World Series and I haven't watched that a day in my life. And no. so it's just finding opportunities to interact with people, but then also maximizing the, the opportunities that you do have. So whether it be like church you know, after church, I know a lot of people go get something to eat and stuff, but just stretch yourself be beyond whatever is normal. Like, right. create an opportunity to talk to another person. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I wouldn't just jump off social media and be in a cave by myself. Right. I need to find people to interact with who are healthy Christian people who can actually help me become a better person. Right. And so not just getting off social media but look at developing quality relationships i always say if 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 your accountability circle is strengthening your sin struggles or your temptation then that's not an accountability circle 
your right. your accountability circle should be challenging you, encouraging you. You know, every time you and I talk, I get off the phone or leave your presence feeling inspired. I feel I feel I feel more motivated to walk in my purpose and do actually do all things as unto the Lord versus you never I don't talk to you and you and you make me feel comfortable with settling. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the first step is for 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 a lot of us to examine the people that we have in our lives. And it's okay to outgrow people. It doesn't mean that you don't love them no more, but you have to to accomplish what God has 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 for you to accomplish. And so sometimes that may mean outgrowing some people. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just, no, that's facts. And that's and that's just a reality. And so I look at I look at you know, not just stepping in the way, but what are you doing with the time that you're stepping in the way from social media? You know, because no, that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Not just so you can say you did it, you know, because that's not changing anything, you know. And then, and then if you find yourself doing that simply so you can announce to other people that you did it, it's counterproductive. Right. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. <laughs> It's one of those things, man. You you're not gonna believe. This. I don't want to mess up your interview, but this is hilarious. What just happened, man? No, what happened? <laughs> I'm parked at a Starbucks having this interview, and it's a Taco Bell a drive-through, and I'm watching Meats. <laughs> I'm watching Meats right now get his greedy food out the window, man. And I'm not and I'm not editing this out. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I just sent him a picture of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing this out because this is meant to be raw, you know, and, and everything. But no, that's that's super that's super dope, man. I think yeah. I, I think when we um step off social media, we have we we really have to. Okay, see, the the second point is something that I recognized is you're either capturing the moment or your phone is capturing the moment. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is sometimes we can't even get what we're supposed to get out of the moment because we're so caught up with trying to post about it or capture it in our phone. And so we're not really living in the moment ourselves, but we're thinking in terms of, yo, when I post this, this is going to get a lot of likes. I need people to see that I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're not being we're not being an authentic version of ourselves. We're trying to be something for other people. And and I, I look at it like this. Like it's it's one thing to be yourself and people just like you. It's yeah. another thing to try to be something that someone likes. Man. And so I just encourage people, you know, throughout this process of learning, because you gotta think, we're all learning because social media is so new. It wow. hasn't existed. Like, this this has never happened before. And so we're all learning how to deal with this. And my thing is like, look, by the grace of God, I'm going to be me. And there are going to be times because I'm in business where I'm sharing things that are authentically who I am. But what I'm not going to do is try to be what people want just so that I could be successful. Like that's something I'm not gonna do. So, Facts. Uh, yeah, man. No, that's yeah. that's dope. That's dope. Yo, so that was the conversation with me and Jay Will dealing with social media, and I think one of the the things that bothers me about this topic as it relates to Christians is as I peer into culture, I see Christians being more influenced by culture than the Bible. It seems like we're more influenced by social media than we are God. And and so as a result, how we move on, it shows and how we move on social media, it shows and what we talk about. And there's no difference between us and the world. We just we, we may just be a little bit more religious, but in terms of the content and the things that we celebrate and what we represent on social media, 
is no different than the world. We talk like them. We celebrate the things that they celebrate. And, 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 and really, to be honest, it just looks like we're lukewarm. A lot of us, I should say. And so I begin to think about Matthew chapter five, verse 13 through 16, where it says, and it's talking to us. Jesus is speaking to us as believers. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under feet, under people's feet. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Listen, anytime I've been distracted or by social media or entertainment or whatever the case may be, and I'm not praying or reading my word like I should, I know it's because I've lost sight of who I am. And for many of us, many of us are on social media and we're, we're, we're finding our identity and likes and shares and and, and the attention that we get on social media, but it's not fulfilling us. And as a result, we're constantly comparing ourselves to others, constantly coveting what others have. And I just believe we have to get back to the basics as Christians. We have to learn how to take a break from the distractions and entertainment and get in our words, praying and fasting. But listen, I wanna thank you guys for tuning in to the Path of Revelation show. And this is where the culture meets scripture.